Welcome back to the campfire, Trapper. Let's go ahead and get some sound effects. Channel 2 now concludes its broadcast day. Good night. of warm knowledge in a vast forest of lies. I am the Dark Bear, a dark spirit summoned to these woods to guide strong souls through the darkness. Worry not, Traveler. The dark fog is pushed from my camp, and the wicked whispers fall silent in the presence of the bear. But a word of caution, Traveler. Monsters lurk in the dark woods. Best to stay within the light. Uh, it's always best to stay, best to stay with you. Hey there, Sinner. Hey, Eric. Welcome to the campfire. Always a pleasure. Welcome, everyone. I'm sharing this show out right now. Indeed. Indeed. Well... How has everybody been on this fine morning? I hope quite well. I know Sinner's got himself a migraine from all the dummies he's been dealing with. Watching politics. How are you doing, Eric? My, my day's going great. Um, I'm in the process of cooking lunch. Well, dang, you can't beat that then. You know, we're, we're almost to the end of the week, ladies and gentlemen. We've almost mm-hmm. made we we just gotta last a little longer. We'll be back to that sweet sweet weekend. Am I right? Oh goodness! So have have you seen the the new announcement with the Olympics going on? I've heard. Oh yeah, goodness. I just saw that. Oh goodness. What? What's even the point anymore? You're like, in the whole in the whole point of going to the Olympics is so that you can have that feeling of the crowds cheering, <sighs> cheering yawn, giving you the the go ahead of of how great of a sporting individual you are. You get that feeling well up inside of you when you cross the finish line or you throw the heavy weight or you know whatever it may be that your particular accomplishment may be. Holding to, hey, welcome to the fire, crazy king. The fire, crazy king. So, so, I feel like I feel like it would. Um, most likely be I, I think Senator's got to work on correcting that echo. There we go. I think that it would kind of remove the purpose of doing all that. Hor- hey there, Dino. Welcome to the campfire. Always glad to have you. I feel like it kind of removes that 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 purpose of going to the Olympics. If there's nobody there, what are they going to do? They're going to set up big speakers where the crowds used to be, and every time somebody does something they think is an achievement, they're going to click the applause button. Well, I mean, hell, we can do that right here. Look, I give them. Look, we do. Look. Somebody did something great somewhere. Did you see it? I don't feel like I don't feel like that was a, as appealing to an Olympian star as as a real authentic crowd up there, you know, screaming it. I mean, with the way the Olympic stars are nowadays, I don't think it'll really matter. 
they don't need validation anymore. Well, I mean, a lot of them, they really don't. I mean, a lot of them, uh, you know, there are still those Olympic athletes that do train and they do things the right way and, and they should be looked up to. But right now we got a lot of what we like to refer to as activist athletes. You know, and, and I'm, I'm not really, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I don't really dig athletic things normally. You know, I'm a bear. How do you think I got this extra weight? It's laying around. I like the bowl. <laughs> Let's bring bowling to the Olympic Center. Is that an Olympic sport? Because it needs to be. Bowling would sound good or ballroom dancing or, or, um, or beach soccer. Yeah, or beach I mean, if curling can be an Olympic sport, then I'm sure bowling would be fine. Yeah, let's bring let's bring some fun sports that the rest of us normal people can enjoy. Let's make let's make the Olympics. You know what? I think it's kind of ironic that they're they're not going to allow the crowd at the Olympics because I really think that this is a push toward another big scare for a new extreme variant. You know, they're, they're prepping you by telling you about how bad the Delta variant is. I don't think that's the one they're going to use to scare everybody. I think they're going to use a different variant to scare the shit out of everybody. And they're prepping you for that, for that scare, for that, uh-oh. You know, uh, I know you've seen this center because you, you're the one who shared it in the, in the Darkwoods Discord. Um, talking about wanting to go door to door with government agents to get people vaccinated here in America. Mm-hmm. Doing, I saw a thing too. They're doing that in Canada now too. Or no, no, it wasn't Canada. It was uh, New Zealand. New Zealand. And then in New Zealand, they actually, they were ballsy enough to say, well, you know, we, we accept eventually we're going to have to send people out to hunt down the non-vaxxers. Yep. Hunt. Yeah, I think that was a very poor choice of words. <laughs> or maybe it's exactly what he meant to say. Hmm. Interesting when you think of it that way, isn't it? I mean, when you when you really put that... You starting this again with me, Cthulhu? Now, we just fought yesterday over this. Do you really want to go here today? You wait your turn. And then you speak up in your turn. It's so rude to interrupt. You know that. Madness. Madness, Cthulhu. You, you, you know it is madness to interrupt. You stop doing it. It is insanely rude. Yeah, they're wanting to go out and hunt people down. Cthulhu says that he cannot wait to see how that shit show turns out. <laughs> yeah, see, that's how you not interrupt. Good job. He says it'll be quite a show in America. <laughs> Could you imagine somebody showing up <laughs> at a proud, patriotic, red-blooded, born free American's home, a Second Amendment owner, and and telling them, "Oh, well, we're just going to give you a jab right here in the arm, real quick, without your permission." Without your permission. I imagine that would go over. So well, probably a lot like, um, you know, a bullet leaving a chamber goes over, breaks the sound barrier. And normally whatever it smashes against. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Cthulhu says that he thinks all of this just like you and I talk about a lot of the time, Sinner, that all of this revolves around the thought process of being able to split the and divide the American people into a lot of different factions that war and fight amongst themselves. What do you think, Sinner? You think you really think that the the, the elites, the powers that be you think that they are deliberately trying to cause unru- civil unrest within our, our, our civilization? Yeah. Because there's a big, you know, I... That's zero doubt. 
They're doing it on purpose. They know what they're doing. They know what it's causing. But it's all going to feed into exactly what they want. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're drawing lines of opposition at this point. And what I mean by drawing lines of opposition is, I mean, they first it started off with, oh, you're either a Republican or you're a Democrat, okay? And then they drew another line and they said, either you think a man can become a woman or you think a man is a man with cosmetic features added, okay? Then they drew another line and they said, oh, you either believe that you should judge a man by the content of his character or here's critical race theory. Then they drew another line and said, oh, you will go get a vaccination because you care about other people or you're a conspiracy theorist and you hate other people and you're a threat to America. Joke's on you. I'm just an asshole and I hate everybody equally. Joke's on you. (laughs) Joke's on you. I'm into it. Let's see. Eric says, ConstitutionAllegationPartnership.com with Trump's announcement yesterday that he's suing Facebook, Twitter, and Google in a class action lawsuit, side of interest to share stories of big tech censorship and shadow banning and how big tech entities have abused Section 230. Hashtag repeal Section 230. Constitutional Litigation Partnership. Thank you. Thank you. Constitutional I, I Litigation I that former President Trump has to sue Facebook and Google and Twitter before anybody finally steps up off their ass to do anything. Because I've, I've seen a bunch of stories this morning. GOP lawmakers demand the FTC address big tech censorship after Trump announces he'll sue. Why didn't you do this shit a long fucking time ago when, I don't know, they banned him while he was sitting fucking president? Yeah, exactly. This should have been addressed immediately. And it shouldn't have like, had been addressed by him. It should have been addressed by the the governing bodies put into play to keep that from happening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the second he the second he got banned while he was still in office, the FTC should have been hold up now. We need to talk about this. Only Very now true. that he's are they actually doing anything. It's kind of amazing how actually stupid that is. Well, you know, look at here. Eric says Congress didn't do their job. And I agree with that. Congress didn't do their job. You know, there were people that were talking about it, if you remember, Senator, because we were we were joking around calling them superheroes and trying to draw people's attention to those Congress people that were talking about big tech censorship. I think now it's been a few months back, but if I remember correctly, I think it was Ted Cruz and DeSantis leading the charge on Facebook and Google and all them uh, censoring political views and controlling information, be it false or true. Because you remember we kept saying things like somebody needs to get fucking Governor Ted Cruz a a sidekick and a a superhero cape. You remember that joke? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. And so now we see... This finally coming out. You know, I'm going to go to this uh, this dot com here that Eric's giving me. I'm going to share our story, Senator, because we've been censored quite a few times. And we haven't we haven't been censored by big tech, though. We've been censored by small tech. Well, it, that should make it even easier to pull them down. Smaller. You know, I just, I just don't get it. You know, when are we going to wake up and see that this is a situation where we shouldn't be fighting one another? We should be fighting the people that think they rule over us. Because that's where we are. I mean, re- really, when you think, you know, right before we came in here, I uh, was listening to uh, who, Ronald Reagan. 
a time of choosing, a time for choosing. I don't know if you, anybody in here has ever listened to that speech, but if you haven't, you should listen to it. Now, I know it's an old speech, but just hear me out. If you listen to it, you're going to be shocked with how much of it lines up with, with today. If you just remove the dates. Yes, from October 6, 1964. Yes, sir. Thank you on that. And and a lot of it, just like when we listen to JFK's Space Race, a lot of it lines up right to with now, how things are. He said, this is where we're heading if we keep going in this direction. And guess what? Boom. It is exactly where we wound up. Mm-hmm. So it would be unfair to say that we were We've been being warned since the country was founded. We were told that, oh, no one's ever going to try to invade America because they're not invading and fighting an army. They're invading and fighting against a nation. And that's much different than fighting against an army. That, I believe it was a, a Chinese general that once said, to invade America would be to fight a gun behind every blade of grass. And it's because, unlike most populations in the world, we have the right to bear arms constitutionally. We, we, can, we have the right to defend ourselves in most places, unless you live in a you know, Willy Wonka place in America that is run deeply blue. And in that case, we're sorry, do what everyone else is doing in your state. And leave. I think it's a human right to be able to defend yourself against somebody who wants to harm you or yours. What do you think, Sinner? I don't think it's Sorry, just. Me. Go ahead. Mm. They're they're doing it for a reason. Nobody does anything without reason. They might not tell you what it is, but nobody does anything for nothing. That's right. Nobody does nothing. Nobody does anything for free or for no reason. You have to have motivation to do something, right? The end game, so to speak. Uh huh. And, you know, I think that the end game that we see going on right now, I know, look, I put on my tenfold hat. I think we see more and more everyday strives toward this one world governance. This one world governance where, where we all now in their mind, they're like, well, we're making the perfect utopia where everyone gets along and, and no one starves and no one's sick and blah, blah, blah. That's how they sell it. But, I mean, we've all seen the movies, how Utopia plays out. I mean, we've all read The Giver. You know what I'm saying? Demolition Man. Uh, the Running Man. And and I, I really hate to say it, but it's, it's like we're not even going to get the peaceful part of the Utopia that they want to form. We're just going to go straight into the shit part, where it's just complete and total tyrannical governing power and uh, everything below that is shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, I pretty seen, much. I've seen a story I wanted to talk to you specifically about, Center, because uh, it I never really thought about it until it was brought up. But the story that, that it was said, why is it that there are not cameras... In classrooms, there are cameras in the halls of schools. There are cameras out in the parking lots of schools. There, there are cameras all over schools, but not in most classrooms. And as we found out over the last year, um, not all teachers are this way, but there are some teachers that are fucking lunatics. And they are 
helping craft your children into the next generation of social justice warriors so that they can go out and virtue signal and punch old ladies in the face for being white. And a lot of, and you know, I really thought about it because it was pointed out, it was like, look, nowadays you can go online if you put your pet, if you board your pet in a kennel, you can just go online on a webcam and see how your pet's doing because they want to make sure that, you know, you're not beating their beating your pet or whatever, right? Why wouldn't you have that same instinct for your child? And so even and better... You might expose some teachers out there to how truly stupid they're being in the classroom nowadays. Mm. Makes indoctrinating your children much harder if you're watching what they're doing, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Because we've seen that happen over the last year because of all the homeschooling, the teaching at home because of the Kofufu lockdowns and the parents being forced to stay at home instead of go to work. Well, more and more and more we've seen stories of teachers indoctrinating children instead of teaching children where parents had to throw a big fucking fit and then teachers got super pissed off because they were watching them teach their children. And they said, well, this is the privacy of our classroom. You can't watch us teach your children. You remember that? It just happened not too long ago. Uh -huh. So why is it they wouldn't want you to know what they were teaching your children, Sinner? Like, to me... In retrospect, now that I've set, stopped and I've really put thought behind this and I've dedicated some of my mental fortitude toward, toward it, I rolled initiative and I got a solid 20. And I'm going to tell you, it just don't make no sense to me. Why would they not want you to have access to what they are teaching your children? Maybe because you might not agree with what they're being taught. They, they might be teaching your children critical race theory in secret. They don't want you to know about it. They might be making your child apologize to all the other children in the class because he's white or she's white. Uh -huh. Or better yet, Sinner, they might be teaching your child that if he's a little boy, that he's a toxic piece of shit and he needs to become a little girl. Mm. That's a scary thought, man, that they would fuck with your kids while you are not looking, isn't it? Boy, that's how people get hurt fucking with people's kids, isn't it? I'm thankful that people are finally starting to stand up to this shit. Like, more and more out there are finally saying, hey, enough's enough. We're fucking with our kids. <laughs> the parents are finally starting to pull their faces out of their phones and out of their, their games and their computers, and they're starting to go, hey, don't teach my kids that garbage. Wow. I think that there might be hope that the American people may wake up center. I mean, let's be honest here, man. We've seen drops in CNN's viewerships, drops in MSNBC viewerships, all these mainstream propaganda fucking pushing machines, man. We've, we're watching them just, it's like the American people have decided that's it. And they're going out and they're finding these trees in the dark woods that are pumping this static fog. And they're looking at it going, damn, this is a thick tree. Hey, fellas, grab the axes over here. Let's go. And it's taking time because those trees have grown over years and years and years. And they're thick. The bark is hard. 
but we're starting to see the progress of them starting to cut down those trees, aren't we? Less and less static fog in the dark woods, and more and more fresh air of that truth on the wind. But make no mistake, those trees are so old because they are not unable to defend themselves. They pump the static fog thicker and heavier in the vicinities closest to them. Look at New York slowly descending into... Oh, did I say slowly? Sorry. Wrong gear. I meant rapidly descending into chaos. Because that's what's happening. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sinner. But, I mean, holy shit. Have you ever seen crime rise at such a rapid pace that we've seen it rise since the defunding of the police started? Already drowning. Already drowning. Already above. I'm, I'm having to paddle through that section of the country. I got a boat. Hey there, Mike. Welcome to the show. Always glad to see you at the campfire, sir. And you know what's funny is now that the defunding the police is doing exactly what they knew it would do. Because these people that were screaming defund the police, guess what? They were the criminals. They don't want the fucking police. The police are the people who inhibit them to do crime. So it did exactly what they knew. Right now, it's the police are getting defunded and shit, and they're attacking like small neighborhoods and stuff like that. It's not going to be too long until they get bored with that and they decide, you know what? Let's go fuck up all the rich people because we can. Who's going to stop us? I'm waiting for them to see that, and then finally the politicians, when their houses start getting lit on fire, like maybe then they'll be like, oh, we've made a terrible mistake. Maybe well, we see, shouldn't have defunded the Now there's nobody to call. But see, that's the whole thing, though, son, is by the time the chaos reaches Nancy Pelosi's neighborhood, well, she's already going to have hired her personal security armed team to secure that area. It will never affect their homes. It will never go in as far as into their neighborhoods. Because they knew that this would happen. They've been planning for it. Why do you think they're trying to make moves such as, like you and I talked about this a few months ago. This is one of the old notes here in the book. We had a real good laugh about this. I remember because... I have written next to it in big, italicized, bold letters, ha, ha, ha. And and the subject matter was, do you remember when they decided, oh, I think we want to take away bulletproof vests because those are so dangerous. And me and you, we, we did a whole show on stereo where where we ridiculed that decision going, Okay, yeah, because there are so many murders committed with people who go out and just bash people over the fucking head with bulletproof vest. <sighs> you know, hey you, hey, you stay safe out there in the dark woods, Crazy Kane. Be careful of those monsters that lurk. This is all preparation. They want to de-arm and strip the, the public of its ability to counterdict a power grab. And that's what we see happening right now. And it's all, really, when you sit down and you start to dissect it, kind of like we were talking about yesterday, it's really being played on a five-dimensional, ten-dimensional chess board because they've taken all the young, critical thinkers that are real good puzzle solvers, and instead of giving them a real puzzle to where they can produce something productive in the world. They've given them things like uh, GTA 5 and, and Five Nights at Freddy's and stuff like that because it's a puzzle that's not real, but it's so complex that they can feel proud of solving it. Wow. 
distracted the mind. I mean, to be honest, I, I like I like good puzzle and stuff nowadays too. But looking at society as a whole, the actual pain you go through to try and help other people nowadays isn't worth it. Uh, that is so, yeah, I agree. Um, that is so strange, Eric. It says that it's not letting, uh, Victor access the campfire. I sent him a direct link for co-hosting, so hopefully that, that will get him in. I will, uh, I will hope. I, I think he's clicking on the link, but it keeps, like, kicking him out like, like he's, like, it's, it would almost mimic like he's been like blocked or put in Podbean jail, and we know we haven't blocked him. And then J Jeremy had that happen to him the other day, which is why, again, people need to go to the website um, called constitutionallitigationpartnership.com, and there you can share your your big tech censorship and shadow police stories. And you know, and this is you know on the heels of former President Donald Trump's announcement yesterday that he is sued suing Facebook, Twitter, and Google in a big class action lawsuit. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then and that, in that speech yesterday where him and Pam Bondi talked about how big tech entities have abused their 230 protections. I agree. I agree. And they have. They have abused it horrendously. We've seen it repetitively, Eric. I mean, and you know what they always tell you? They, they always tell you Oh, well, we're just having technical difficulties. It's an oopsie. Um, the Patreon. Oh, yeah, I need to talk about that. Thanks for reminding me, Mike. I always forget to do my own show plugs. Um, so we've been doing the Patreon for roughly about two, three weeks now. We've just got it up and running. If people want to... Uh, to throw a log into the kindling fire to keep the campfire burning bright and, and to help the beacon shine brighter. They're welcome to go over and join at, at Patreon. Me and Sinner normally do an extra two-hour show over there on Patreon talking about things and breaking them down even further than what we do right now. And we don't have to be near as polite over there on Patreon. And we are actually in the process of setting up to uh, do a live show on Patreon, but we haven't quite made it there yet. We're, we're doing a few other things, you know, you get a couple perks with being a, a kindling keeper over there on Patreon. You get the extra two-hour show, and you get uh, to watch the Dark Woods lore come to life as Dark Bear writes a book of a fabulous adventure <laughs> I don't know what to call it yet it's still in the progress of being made we'll get there <laughs> I've been looking into Spotify green room I have been checking that out Eric uh, and and there's good chance that we're also going to be moving over there we're looking at a couple different platforms and we'll nail it down to probably one two or three and and then we'll just go from there but yeah, man, a uh, crazy world that we're living in. Like and the platform we go to ends up fucking me up in some way every time we get on it. Mm-hmm. We, well, get, a new, we get a new platform. We get, get people coming around, get the show going, and then whatever platform we're on is like, hey, fuck you. And then yeah. it's like all of a sudden, like what's been happening here is we start disappearing off the front page or our show doesn't show up or people can't access or... The platform itself is shadow banning people. Exactly. It's but here's the thing. Um, as far as Castbox is concerned, Mike, I mean, you know, me and James have had the experience of it being really glitchy over there to the point that it's like we've largely stayed away from it. But we so, know some people who come over here um, you know, occasionally um, that that are usually staples over there. Uh, well, you know, I've I've decided that as long as we are being able to get the camp, the, the campfire lit, that we're going to stay here on Podbean as long as people can find us without too much of a hassle. We'll keep doing the free show here on Podbean. 
And uh, because here's the deal. If, if it is technical difficulties, hey, man, accidents happen. If it's shadow banning, however, they want people to get discouraged and to give up and stop pushing that message of truth. If it's shadow banning. And I'll tell you what. Me and Sinner, when somebody spits in our face... It's real unlikely we're going to give them exactly what they want. <laughs> Am I right, Sinner? <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll, you'll have to actually ban me to stop me. That's right. That's right. You'll actually have to play <laughs> your hand. And I probably said worse stuff than you ever had. Oh, dude, the stereo community, when they banned me off the stereo community, they became inflamed. If it hadn't been for the stereo community, we might never have made it to to Podbeam because, you know, after that, me and you were kind of down in the dumps. We were like, well, maybe we shouldn't do the show. You know, maybe it's just not worth the fight. And uh, that's exactly how they want you to feel. They want you to feel like you're wasting your time. Because if you feel like you're wasting your time, you're not going to keep doing it. And so we had a bunch of people on Podbean push us over here, to, or a bunch of people over there on Stereo that really liked the Darkwood show there, push us over here to Podbean. And through a little a twisting of our arm and stomping on the Dark Bear's paws, they lit up a campfire here, and here we are. And hey, we love everybody that comes by the campfire. We know you guys have a brain. Your eyes work properly. (laughs) You'll never be able to appease everyone. And I think a lot of people are getting lost trying to do just that. They're trying to appease everyone. And it's impossible. We know it's impossible because when you make one person happy, you're going to piss three other people off. That's just life. So you pick Uh and choose who you choose to make happy, right? You say, oh, well, this person, they like all the same things I like. They agree with me on these things, and and they seem like a rational person. So I'm going to try and make this person happy. Um, And then that 230 that we were talking about a while ago, like, you know, I think when it, it was put in, like, that 1996 Com- Communications Decency Act, um, r- really what that was intended for was for, for, for the Internet to really crack down on child sex trafficking. That, because at that time, you know, like, the AOL chat room was a, was, was a big deal. Um, yeah. but, but then we, we weren't anticipating, you know, a decade, decade later, you know, your Facebook and... Um, Twitter coming along and and then and then half a decade later or you know like or or or, or also about that same time YouTube coming along and, and and other other platforms but but it just seems like they have lost their focus on you know protecting the children um, and I just happened to think about a, a song um, that called Oh Children by um, the Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds I'm gonna play snippet. I'm, I'm going to write down the song in the chat, but I'm about to go ahead and stop the, that. That way we don't get any kind of copyright strike after playing a little snippet. Yeah, they, they're pretty they rough on those copyright laws. Band. Oh, Children by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Nowadays, one of my favorite songs is uh, Blood in the Water by Granddad. Mm. Mm -hmm. And and this song was even featured in um, 
the movie Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, like that dance scene between Harry and Hermione. You know something that I've always found kind of ironic about copyright laws? Did you know, all right, you would think that anything a politician says, you would just be able to snatch up and and play it because politician works for the government or government entity, blah, 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 right? But because of the way copyright laws work, that's not how it is. Like, like you have to really be careful who you snatch an audio or video clip from. Like, if it's from Fox News, they own that video clip. If it's from CNN, they own that video clip. You got to be, re- I've been reading all about it, you know, because we like to do the echoes through time here and there. And I've been wanting to do another echoes through time and open up another time portal so we can listen to the Ronald Reagan speech at time of choosing. But so far, I've been having a real rough time finding a, uh, a non-copyrighted version of it. We may end up just doing it on the free live show here because then there's nothing they can do about it because it's free. Yeah. But we'll just so see can, how that speech. Yeah, they, they, they copy... They, pretty much everything a politician says unless you're getting it from you got to get it from like the the library of congress or somewhere like that somewhere that's a government owned entity that makes it public record uh-huh. which is absolute insanity because the text to all their speeches is public record you You'd think in the modern day of now, they would have the audio also bare minimum as part of public record, but it's it's really not. It's it's protected by copyright laws all over. It's very irritating. We'll get around it though, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, we we've we've talked a little bit about the big suit that Trump is undergoing against big tech. We've talked a little bit about these uh, parents versus the schools, which is now becoming very apparent. Like the, uh, the news isn't covering it near as often as it's happening. But if you get around and you mosey around on some social media sites, you'll find that uh, it, um, it's, it's a big deal. It's happening in a lot of places in the country, which is good. Parents should stand up for their children. They should be involved and know what their children are being taught. Because that's how you end up with kids that come home that won't fucking listen to anything that you say. And they tell you you're a racist, cold-hearted, capitalistic piece of shit. And then you're sitting there going... Timmy, I don't even recognize you anymore. What's happened? They're like, I don't, God doesn't exist. And, and I'm a woman. I do, it's ma'am to you. That's how we get to that point. If you want a child that acts that way, well, it's real simple. Just let the government raise your child in the public school system and, and have very little to do with them. And that's what you'll turn out with. Did you you remember? And now this has been a while, while back, so I'm not going to blame you if you don't remember it, Center. But do you remember um, when the BLM riots very, very first broke out, and there was that, and they were very, very first getting violent, and there was that video of that black mama that came out there in the street and got her fucking son out of that goddamn crowd, whipping his ass all the way to the fucking cargo. Be out here in the street acting like a damn fool, making me look. Get your ass whack, smack the shit. You remember that video? Me and you played that fucker like a thousand times in the shadow realm, laughing our asses off, going, "That is a damn good mama right there." Mm-hmm. <laughs> she. She was sitting at home, watching the news, making. I'd love to interview that mama. I really would. If anyone knows that mama from the video, they can hear our voice through the campfire. 
or maybe maybe we get lucky. Maybe that mama listens to the campfire. Maybe she knows about the monsters in the dark woods. But if she does, I would absolutely love to talk to her because, you know, I seen a little bit of where she spoke about it. And she said she was sitting at the house and she saw her son on on the television down there uh, acting a fool. And that she just jumped her ass right up off the couch and grabbed her keys and said, oh, hell no. <laughs> That's a damn good mom, man. She saw her son in a potentially dangerous situation. She didn't think he, he needed to be there. And she went right down there and snatched his ass out of that goddamn crap. She said, you get your fucking ass back. I will beat you to death, you little sorry bastard. I'm a motherfucker. <laughs> People gotten too soft on their kids. You know what I'm saying? They've gotten too soft. And so kids do whatever the hell they want to nowadays. You've seen it, Center. Me and you talk about it all the time. When you go to the grocery store and your kids are acting well... Because you know, you, you raise them right, and then you see some little hellion blow past you in the cereal aisle, knocking all the cereal boxes off. <laughs> Their mom's walking behind them, tweeting on that blue fucking bird all the time. And if you tell if you tell their kid, hey, why don't you act like a normal human being? Somebody's got to pick up these cereal boxes. Stop acting like a little jerk. Then the mom comes, don't you ever talk to my child that way. Okay, well, then you need to talk to your child that way. So I don't have to. Thanks. I appreciate that. I think I think we need to go back to shaming bad parents. You remember when that was a thing, Sinner? You remember? Mm-hmm. When parents would be raising, you know a menace to society and then the, all the other parents would come together and be like shame on when you, you Jim. Would, when you would get your ass whooped in the grocery store for misbehaving. That's right. That's, that's right. When, when you threw a fit in the grocery oh, store. Oh, you're get it when we get home. There's, you're going to get it right now if you don't stop it. That's right. Yeah, there was no we're going to get it when we get home. It was I'm about to give it to you right now. You want it fresh out the oven? I'll give it to you fresh out the oven right here in the bread aisle, motherfucker. There were many a times that my dad tore my ass right off. Of, hey there, big sexy. Welcome to the campfire. There were plenty of times that my dad, you know, tore my ass right off my body out in public because I was acting like a little jerk. And guess what? I grew up to be a better man because of it. I grew up with discipline. Made me a better person. I know my limitations, my boundaries, as Mike and Dina talk about. I know my boundaries. I know where I stand. And I'm not afraid to draw a line in the sand and look somebody right in the eyes and say, that's my boundary, friend. Cross it. And I'm going to bury you in the sand. You won't have to worry about any problems other than, oh, God, he's a monster. Why is he choking me like this? Why well, choke your fat fucking neck until your face turns purple? But sometimes having those boundaries is a good thing because it allows people to respect you. They say, ah, oh, okay, well, this person knows what they will and will not tolerate. Now, I'm not telling everyone out there in the dark woods, hey, start choking each other to death. Because that's what the government wants you to do. They want you to fight with each other. You don't normally have to fight with anyone. Normally, most people that are decent, respectful human beings that are adults, finger quotations, if you set a boundary with them and you tell them, hey, I don't like that. Please don't do that around me. Most of them say, oh, I'm so sorry. No problem. You see what I'm saying, Sinner? Like me and you, we don't agree on everything. You know, I'm a deeply religious person. You're, you're not very, very religious at all. You know what I'm saying? And, and like you, sometimes you'll listen to music I don't like. And I'll just tell you, hey, man, I don't like that music. It, is it cool you listen to that later? And you just tell me, yeah, Dark Bear, no big deal. And then we just, you change the song and we move on. 
Like, you don't get all shitty. I'll believe in God if he smokes Biden with a fucking lightning bolt. Uh oh. It's suddenly just gotten cloudy. If him and Kamala Harris are walking across the White House front lawn and both of them just get simultaneously smoked by fucking lightning, they'll be like, all right, cool. I believe in God now. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> just, just instant new. Bam. Lightning. You're going to cup your hands and shout at the sky, thank you. <laughs> you pretty fucking much. <laughs> All the blue hairs around the fucking United States. Oh, that was probably unfair. That was Spanish for why. Why? (laughs) You know, I think, I think, uh, I I really think that what we talk about in the shadow realm more and more about all the uh, signs that are pointing to people getting ready to get thrown in court for treason becoming more and more heavy. I think that's a real thing, man. Like, I know a lot of people out there like, Dark Bear, you're a madman. You've gained so much intellect at this point. You've become brain from Pinky and the Brain. You're a villain. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I can just see through all the villainous bullshit lies. I do not have any JFK sound bits today, sir. Sadly. (laughs) We're going to be working on getting some Ronald Reagan speeches to uh, bring through the echoes of the campfire sometime next week. So if, if you guys enjoyed the last show of Echoes Through the Campfire... Then be be tuned in next week and listening because we're going to be doing another one, but this time it will be Ronald Reagan. Hey there, Mike. Welcome to the campfire. Glad to see that armors of God protected you from that nasty hurricane. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Um, Ask what not you can do for your country, but what your country can do for you. Wait a minute. Shoot. Backwards. (laughs) Ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. There you go. That's about all I know. You know, uh, JFK. I miss that guy. He had a lot of really good quotes. And so did Ronald Reagan. You know, one of my favorites from Ronald Reagan was Ronald Reagan said, the scariest thing that the government can say to you is, don't worry, I'm here to help. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? That's like the devil saying, "It's okay, come in. It's nice and cozy in here." <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, and that was Reagan being a lifetime politician too. And he also served out here in Cali. He knew fully well what he was fucking talking about. Who? Uh, Reagan. Yeah, Reagan. Yeah, he was an actor too. I didn't know that for the longest time. Like, I had no idea he was an actor. Yep. When cool. he ran, when he ran, believe it or not, Mike, uh, that was one of the things that they attacked him on was the fact that he was an actor. Yep. Well, he what's bad about that? No, I'm not. I'm not joking at all. Right. And they were like, uh, he I, I believe no, you. He has no business in government. He's just some silly actor from the movies. What does he know? Because I'm blonde, crazy lady. And, and, and you say, what does he know about running your government? Blah, blah, blah. And you know what? Ronald Reagan did quite a few really good things for our country. He a lot of them are smarter than people think. The kind of lines they have to remember and the, the intricacy of characters that people can play that are really good at it. You know, I'm not giving any of the Hollywood people that are really messed up any credit. I'm just saying it's yeah. just, you know. Well, you know, they. this is something that I tell people pretty often. And, and it's because I'm a creator myself, and so is Senate. Creative people, more often than not, are highly intellectual, but they choose to hide it from you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, go in with the crowd or the way other people are. You know, it's sad. I'm sure, a lot of us, I'm sure a lot of you guys grew up with, like, Dolph Lundgren, like I did, in action movies from the 80s and shit. Oh, like, I'm sure you know, I missed the montages. <laughs> <laughs> like Dolph Lundgren is actually like 
smarter than most doctors. He has like three or four PhDs under his belt. Oh yeah. And like not only can he kick your ass, he can kick your ass mentally too. <laughs> well, you know, it's because them older actors they knew what was oh my important God. in society. So when they gained access to that money from their fandom, they immediately started investing in themselves through the means of education. Older. Mm-hmm. I forgot all about the D.A.R.E. program. Oh my, what the hell does the D.A.R.E. program stand for? Drugs Against Reality Entertainment? I forgot yeah, I, that I, acronym. I remember going through D.A.R.E. in elementary school. Just say no. Was, yeah, just say yeah, it was no. Red letters. And then I yep. still smoke drugs in high school. Don't don't do drugs, do hugs. I remember that campaign. Kind of <laughs> I, was always, I, I can look uh, up that their acronym. Yeah. And, and I was Dead. always like, if you Jeez. fucking hug me, I'm gonna put you down. awareness. Sometimes you just need to hang on somebody. Drug awareness ah, sugar. Drug abuse resistance education. I think uh, Dina may have gotten it. We'll see. Eric is going to verify. Be advised, um, we got Eric verifying. Drug abuse, resistance, education. That is right. Um, ding, ding. Dina Joe's got the prize. Yep. Um, the slogan, Dare to Resist Drugs and Violence. I remember earlier when it was Dare to Keep Kids Off Drugs. What is tomorrow? Oh, tomorrow Imagine Friday. that thought, huh? I'll tell you what, Mike. Just for you, tomorrow... In the dark woods of the campfire, we will do an Echoes Through Time show with the Ronald Reagan speech that I want to do so badly. And damn yeah, it. Yeah, like our favorite speeches. Like our favorite yeah. speech show. You know, how we'll like do the best. We'll do an Echoes Through Time tomorrow here at the campfire. And we will know. Hey, now I, I know some of you. Some of you just can't help yourself. Don't you be cheating and going and watching the the video before tomorrow now, and and we'll we'll address uh we will critique Ronald Reagan's speech of a time for choosing, and we will see just how good it lines up with current day politics. Uh, we're actually coming up to the end of the show. Um, Eric, can mm-hmm. you tell us about some of our friends here on Podbean, sir? Well, coming up on Podbean Live today, um, I think around 7 p.m. this evening, um, be on lookout for Cummings' culture to do a show. And then coming soon, he should have another big interview or two lined up. Plus, I think he's also going to be working on another Angel Family interview, which should be very, very interesting. Um, and in this evening, you've got um, names like, um, like Torch and... Um, don't know if Trice Talk will be going live tonight or not, but there's the slightly serious show most likely will not be on tonight as as him and, and his better half we know is Big Sexy are celebrating their fourth anniversary. So um, big congratulations to them. And if and if and if Slightly's not doing a show tomorrow night, more than likely he'll be back next next week um, with all new shows. But keep in mind in the event that James has got to work overtime at his um, day job at the vape shop in if he doesn't go live at his normal time, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time, be on the lookout for him to go live around midnight or 12.30 a.m. Eastern time. Um, and then tomorrow you'll have the Ralph William podcast. Hopefully the Freedom Fighter podcast will be doing some shows. And then the Friday edition of the Old Man's podcast with Dina, Joe, and Eric, the Chit Chat with the Old Man at 10 a.m. Eastern, and the Friday night music show you know, at 11 p.m. Eastern. Um, and also on Podbean Friday, um, you've got this Wop Doesn't Lie with Felix and Ann, um, Chris Unplugs, um, Club 19 Music Show, and um, and other other great shows you'll probably see on it in prop two times includes Milk Dog 2020, Foot Fetish Inc. Podcast, The Ziller Show featuring Crazy Kane, um, Laura and Lou's Communication Station, as well as Crazy Town, and throughout the weekend you'll have Cra- Crazy Kane's um, Crazy Crosstalk Asylum, which will be on about 10 or 11 p.m. Eastern Time, um, the Turfy Show and the It's Doomsday Podcast, and hopefully Dennis Lee will finally be firing up a new episode of Tall Tales of the Rabbit Hole Sunday. You will have the Beans and Weenies Show with Scooter and Spanky and the Dude Sean Show on Sunday evening. Next week, um, 
you, you'll be seeing new episodes of Chuck and Billy's Night Cupsy, and hopefully Lady B will be fired up for her um, A Day in the Life of Me, and hopefully like Tampa Bay and Dina Joe are going to be very soon working on new episodes in the Boundaries series. So, you know, stay tuned as that you'll be kept posted and be on lookout for the Doc G show and, um, you know, in the Pink, Pink Squirrel podcast and, you know, many other good friends here on Podbean and beyond. And shout outs to YouTube friends, Roxanne of Odyssey of Ascension and, um, and cracks of the Exotics Radio podcast, and also a shout out to Linga Longa and you know, and other podcast friends we've not seen on in quite a while. Hopefully, they'll be back very soon, including C Rock and um, the gang from the Wall Report and Lewis of the Almost Everything podcast, and um, and and the and friends over at Lyrical Axis and so many others. Well, I'll tell you what, Eric, you I don't know how you remember all those friends, but. When you're in good company, mm-hmm. I guess it's easy to remember them. So, yes, you know. And then Michael Morris, you know, he's got a good podcast show, so definitely be on the lookout for him. And and the Frankie D show, he'll also be on tomorrow. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm really looking forward to that next episode of Boundaries with Mike and Dina Joe. You know, I think, I think that that's a, a damn good mm-hmm. message to be pushing nowadays because – that's important that people know that it's it's okay to tell other folks no. I think it's important yeah. to be able to take an ideology that you don't agree with and say no. And you don't have to say it in a rude way. You can just say it with a smile. Like, nah, you're stupid. Say it in a Thanks. polite way with, without being crude and abrasive and, and combative. Exactly, Mike. I like you. I like you and Dina's show that you're doing, and and uh, the next when you guys get geared up for another one, you know, if if you need an expert on how to tell somebody to go f- themselves real real politely, you give yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, it's <laughs> gonna be right. right. Send the bear. Uh, send the the dark bear. It's yeah. It's uh, chapter three. It's boundary problems. It's uh, uh, some boundary problems paralyze people. You know, um, it's. It's, I don't know, it's basically is when you protect yourself by saying no, uh, that, that word catches your throat. Like when you're trying to say no, it kind of have a hard time even getting it out. And it's yeah. just, uh, it happens for a lot of reasons. People fear of hurting others' feelings, fear of abandonment and separation or, or to be, you, um, you know, it's you fear ever, of someone else's anger. Ultimately, you ever need a motivational speaker on how to tell somebody no? You just you come over here to campfire and you ruffle my fur, and I'll come over there and I'll I'll tell yeah. you how the dark pair has no problem telling an individual, "Hey, you're pissing me off." <laughs> right. It, it's it's quite it's I don't know it's it's amazing, man. The word no and how hard it really is for some people. It's um it's an over strict critical conscience that will condemn ourselves for doing some things you know it's 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 quite uh quite interesting the word no what why we avoid it a lot miss miss lady bear she says that she says that uh that our kids are gonna hate us when we have little cubs because no is one of my favorite words like miss lady it's, bear it's when to say no and she'll say hey, no. you want you want to go to my dad's house for dinner and i'll go no <laughs> or she'll this go. is it <laughs> Yeah, let's just say, like, when to say yes and how to say no. Like, when is it appropriate to say yes for certain things and drawing boundaries and allowing them to, you know, be certain way or have certain. I know, man, it's quite dynamic. You want to know something weird that happens, Mike? What's that? She come ask me, she said, hey, you want to go over to my dad's house and eat? And I say no. And then 30 minutes later, I swear to God, somehow I'm in the car and we're almost there. I say no, but I still end up going. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. It's like magic. She says, hey, let's go. We're going to my dad's eat. And I say, no, I'm going to stay here. And then I blink and I'm just sitting in the car. And we're almost to her dad's house. I'm like, what the fuck did she? Did you just chloroform me? (laughs) (laughs) And And, and another shout out to John DeVito too. Hopefully he'll be back you know, very soon with some more episodes. Yeah, whenever he gets back around, Eric, I hope you shoot. Yeah, and, and Chris of the Forgotten Things, you know, you know, 
love, love hearing his shows. And, um, and again, that web, website that um, I brought to your attention that, and I'm sure you're going to be sharing your story and anybody else who has similar stories, it's constitutionallitigationpartnership.com where you can share like big tech censorship stories. And, and you can basically say it's not just Twitter and Facebook and TikTok and Google and, and Amazon and other entities affiliated with them that are doing it, even entities like, like Podbean's doing it too. For and, sure, for sure. And and I, I will be getting on there myself to share our story because our, me and Sinner's story is quite the story to read. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it has been an absolute pleasure with everybody here at the campfire. We always appreciate everyone that stops in. Eric, Sinner, Mike, it's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Crazy Lady, D- Dina, it's been an absolute pleasure. I know that Victor's trying to get in. Big Sexy, thanks for stopping by. And everybody else that I might have forgotten because I can't scroll that far up. <clears throat> thanks for coming by. Well, and, and make sure your Podbean app is also you know up to date as well. And make sure you also clear that catch thing where you, you don't have a problem getting in and out. Oh, yeah. Yep. But until tomorrow... The camp. Love you. God bless you, everybody. God bless you and love having you and love you too, Eric, brother. Center, you got any closing remarks before we disappear for the day? Uh, no, I think I'm good for the day. All righty, sir. Well, ladies and gentlemen, while the campfire burns low and the light is dim and the beacon is no longer searching. Be careful out there in those dark woods, because the monsters are coming door to door to give you a vaccination. <laughs>